since their reality is a Yerida, Mi'or Panav, and the second line, it's a descent from the level above them. So then by definition, that's not the ultimate Kavana. So our question at the end of Shir yesterday was, well, how is Elam Hazen not a Yerida? Which is obviously what the Rebbe is, is, is going to explain to us. Ve'hine. De'hine. Yedua. Excuse me. De'habriya hurak v'keyach ha'atzmus. Ultimately, creation is an expression of the keyach of atzmus. The essence of a Kaddish Baruch And we've talked about it before, but we must understand there are three different levels of reality. Right? It's come up many times, but it, it, we haven't necessarily discussed it specifically. <coughs> there are three def- different levels of reality. Milamaila lamata, atzmus or kli. Those are the three different states of existence. Nothing else exists. Right. Or from the bottom up, Kli or Atzmus. Okay, so Er and Kli, we've spent a great deal of time understanding. Atzmus, well, about Atzmus, the Zara says, Leis Machshava Tvisa Beichlau, that no thought can possibly comprehend you. And that thought is about Atzmus. <clears throat> even though ultimately we can't understand anything, even about infinite, we, we can't understand completely the reality of infinite godly light. But we can have, relative to infinite godly light, we can have what's called hasoga shlilis, negative comprehension. We know what it isn't. Whereas relative to atzmus, there's nothing we can say. Atzmus is the essence of God. The Ebrister himself. Him. Right? Where did atzmus come from? Didn't. Why does atzmus exist? No reason. What's the purpose of atzmus' existence? No, no purpose. Absolute being. Why is it there? Well, it just is. Well, where did it come from? Didn't. Which is the heart. We can't wrap our head around that. It just is really impossible. You know, when you say you believe in God, you believe in that. You believe in the existence of a being that just is. Where did he come from? He didn't. He just is. Well, he must be there for a reason. No, no, no. He's not there for a reason. He just is. Well, I, I understand. Like, yeah, I can't do that just really doesn't make any sense to us. Like, why? Why? That's very, very hard for us to imagine. Right? Well, that's Atzimus. That's the Abish to himself. Godly light? Godly light comes from somewhere. Comes from its source. In what? In Atzimus. <laughs> why is there godly light? Godly light serves a purpose. Godly revelation. It's all part of a, a plan. God wanted a dir b'tachtenim, so there was an infinite light, and then that light is processed until finally it, it, it can express itself in a finite form. It's clothed in kalim. Oris and kalim? No problem discussing oris and kalim within the context of where they come from. Why are there such levels of elokus? What's their purpose? No problem. Atzmus? Blank. And it's mind-blowing. <laughs> there is this being that just is. Didn't come from anywhere. Not going anywhere. No purpose for his being. Just absolute isness. What for? Who created him? 
Whose idea was he? None of that works with Atzimus. All of that works with Oren Kaelin, no problem. Not Atzimus. Blank. Leis Machshava Tvisa Beichlau. Cannot understand. We, we're connected to that in a very essential way because the essence of our soul is Mushuash and Atzimus. The essence of our soul is, is sourced in Atzimus. And so each and every one of us, on the, on the deepest level of our being, which is called the Muna, has a very, very powerful connection to that level of reality. And we try to bring that Amuna down into our conscious reality called intellect so that we can at least relate to the fact that there's such a being. But what that being is, completely impossible to understand. God is not this guy who's sitting in some apartment in Geula with a supercomputer computing reward and punishment for the beings that he created. That's just not who he is. That's the image that many people have, that God is this being who's, you know, he created the world, whatever that means. Right, okay, so he's the, like, he's the, he's the maker, fine. Bara Olam, right, we, call, we do call God the Bara Olam, there's no question, we call him the creator of the world. Not so much in Chassidus, interestingly enough. I mean, we obviously created the world, but it's not, Chassidim don't refer to him as Bara Olam, the Bara. He did, right? But all of time and space, we've talked about this, all in time and space in the world of God is one thought. Not the time and space that we're experiencing right now is one thought. All of time and all of space, of this world and all of the worlds that exist, everything, it's all one thought in God's life. Okay, so describing God as Bara Olam is like describing me as the guy who picked up the cup. It's true. I picked up the cup. But that's not very descriptive, is it? <laughs> There's a lot more happening in, in, you know, I'm just a finite being, but, you know, within the context of each and every one of our lives, there's a lot happening. It's very, you know, very complex existence being a human in terms of time, just the time we fill up and all the things we do in Gashmi, but certainly all the emotions we feel and all the thoughts we think. There's so much going on in the life of a human being. Okay, so... That event is just completely irrelevant, even to us. Malach has come of a comma to a being that's beyond infinite. That much of his life is completely irrelevant, except we're that life, so it's not relevant to us. We live in that thought. That's where. That's the space where we are. Which is also just a mind-blowing idea. But that's not Atzmus. Machshava Achas? No, that's already our. Sorry, or ultimately being brought down into Galen, right? That's that's like Kleinegelt, you know, that small change. Atmos? Absolute being. What's it called? It's Yesh Amiti. True being. You and I do not have Yesh Amiti. You and I are called Yesh Hanivra, created being. We have being. We're not an illusion, none of that stuff. So this discuss that at great length. Don't relate to the world as an illusion. It's not true. It's not an illusion. Maharaj says if it were an illusion, what, what's, we've talked about it before. Who remembers? There's two, two proofs, so to speak, that the Reverend Maharaj says in order to show that we're not an illusion. Anybody remember them? We've talked about it. If it's Conjuring an illusion, then that is. Hmm? Conjuring up cucumbers. That what? In the Mishnah, the story of the two 
Okay, true. Okay, besides the Abish, there's a better sorcerer. The idea that if the world wasn't existent and the one conjured up something, wouldn't have conjured up anything that doesn't exist? Okay, it's Pesedr. I mean, that yes, it's something similar. That's not what the Rabbi Rash says, but it's something similar to that. Right? The Rabbi Rash says two things. Do you know the Rabbi Rash? I don't know what the Reb Marash, I'm asking, I'm not asking ideas as to why it is that you can tell me why the world's not, I'm asking what is the, we've, because we've talked about it in this room, that's why I can ask it, right? But as my brother says in a deeper voice than mine, no one remembers anything. As a teacher, you must always remember that. No one remembers anything. Right? Unless they write it down. If they write it down, they remember If they don't write it down, no one remembers anything. Okay, the Reb gives two reasons why it is that it's clear that the world's not an illusion. First of all, it says in the Torah, Bereshis bar Elohim as a Shemayim It says God created the world. That's not an illusion. It says it in the Torah. It didn't say he made an illusory world. He made a world. There's some level of existence. The second is similar to what Yosef was saying, but I mean, it's different. It's what the Rebbe Rash says, is that how could he possibly put someone to death in court for being Machal Shabbos? He didn't do anything. It's an illusion. He didn't get in the car. So what are you killing him for? I don't know. Within the context of the world's existence, he did something real. Right? Absolutely real. Can't you also argue that if it's all an illusion, then are you really kidding? That they what? Are you really kidding? Beseda, okay. So then that's versions by Elohim. Says in the Torah, you kill him. That's the first answer. So it's not an illusion. It's just a different state of reality. It's not absolute reality. It's not essential reality. It's not true reality. It's created reality. That's called nyesh hanivra. Okay. Atzmus is atzmus. The essence of a Kaddish Baruch that level of a Kaddish Baruch that we've said, and everybody gets a big kick out of it when we say it, then, oh, that's such amazing. It is an amazing idea. The first time people hear it, they always go, oh, God's not infinite, right? We talk about that, so he's beyond infinite. When we say that, what are we talking about? Atzmus. Infinite, or is infinite. Or is not beyond infinite, it's infinite. That's what or is. The infinite revelation of God, or God revealed in infinite, or a revelation of the infinite in God. Like, however you want to say, those are all right. right? Okay, that's or. What's Kli? The revelation of the power of finite in God. The revelation of the power of Gvu, limitation in God. That's Kli. What's Atzmus? The source of both. Beyond both. Not infinite, not finite. Often called the Ma'or, the source of light. But even that's not exactly true because, I mean, it is true, but defining infinite as the, only as the Ma'or means that, it, that, that Or is of absolute necessity. Well, no, Or is not of absolute necessity. Or is a function of God's will. Everything happens, and this is, again is brought into the in many, many different places. Everything that exists outside of Atzmus exists because of the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and does not exist because of any Hechrech, any necessity. Right? All those different levels of godly reality that exist. Sarive, when you start learning my Marma, the Rebbe Rashab. The Rebbe Rashab is certainly an iron base. The Rebbe Rashab will take you to places that you didn't know existed. I remember once learning with the, it was Dafka and Tavshinai and Beis. On Tavshinai and Beis, I wasn't teaching Chassidus in the morning for, for a certain period of time. And Rabbi Moss and I were learning 
iron base together in the morning. And we were learning a Maimah that was just talking about levels of Abishta of, of that we had never, ever encountered before. And, and, and we just burst out laughing. So well, both of us simultaneously, because we realized, wait a minute, we're talking about some level of reality that is just so beyond anything we can imagine. Okay, we, we understand the words, and we've got, it, we've got all the math, but it's, it struck us both simultaneously, like, where are we? Like, what's going on up here? You know, and I, I mean, up is like way up there. What's going on up here? What does it look like? Now, that level of reality doesn't have to exist. It just does, because the Kodesh Baruch Hu wants it to. Why? Because light emanates downward. That infinite light, which is one of the three levels of reality, that infinite light emanates downward, and, and all of those levels are necessary within the context of the creation of the world, the, the way God wanted it create, to be created. So you and I talk about the necessity of them. And Hasidus will learn that this level has to be because of this level. Oh, okay, fine. But that's all just because the Kodesh Baruch Hu decided that. If the Abishu wanted to make it another way, so we'd make it another way. Don't limit him. If they ever wanted the essence of God, all of a sudden, instead of infinite godly light coming out of the essence, what would come out of that essence would be a slug. Then a slug would come out of essence. What's the problem? God can't do that? Don't say that. You can do whatever he wants. What would that slug look like? I don't know. Would his slime be the same? I'm not sure. I haven't got a clue. Where would he be exactly? Like, you know, doesn't a slug need ground to slug on? No, no. Why? Why would you think that? I mean, that's what he needs here. But Atzmus couldn't just go slug. So all there is is Atzmus and a slug. Wow, that'd be wild. That's called the dear Petachtoinim boy. Used to be someone who worked in the office. He was a student, and then he started working in the office. And he uh, was a sort of a little. He was a, you know, born in Brooklyn, not in Connecticut. And um, so he was, he was a street philosopher in, in his nature. And he said, "What do you learn from a slug?" He said, "You have to learn something from everything, right? What do you learn from a slug? Everywhere you go, you should leave an impression." <laughs> 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 Slugs leave an impression everywhere they go. There's no doubt about it's not much of an impression, but it is an impression, so you could leave a positive impression. Not to leave slime, you could leave something positive. Okay. Three levels of reality. Etzim or Kli. Essence, infinite light, Kli. Finite revelation as opposed to infinite revelation, which is light. But that's all revealed reality. That's not the Ebishter himself, so to speak. The Ebishter himself, that's Etzim. Okay. Tehine, Yedua. The Habriya Hirak Atzmus. The creation, ultimately, is an expression of the power of Atzmus. What does that mean? The only way that you could possibly get infinite light to express itself in a finite Kli is by a force beyond both of them. Mine. That force is Atzimus. Infinite light, Mitzad, its nature can't express itself in finite. Finite, Mitzad, its nature can't be 
that which expresses infinite. That's just the nature of them. You would need something beyond both to bring about the synthesis of both. And that power is called atzmas. Right? Simple muscle, I'm not moving my hands, they're very comfortable where they are right now, but I mean imagine, right, a no, two magnets, north and north, facing each other. Naturally they repel. How do I bring them together? A, core, a force more powerful than the two magnets. Like you, right? If it's magnets you bought in the store, okay, so you put them on the table, the two north and they're, you know, they're not the horseshoe magnets, just the law stick magnet, right? Okay, so put the north against the north, and it will repel, right? It'll move away from each other. It's pretty cool, right? It does it all by itself. That's what north and north do. Okay. What can you do? Push them together. What's the problem? You're stronger than both. If you're not, the magnet that's in the, in the, you know, in, in the physics department in the university, there's some you know, super magnet over there that's the size of a building. Okay, so, so that magnet you can't push together. You're not as powerful as that magnet. It will push you apart. It won't pull you. To, you can't push it together. Okay, you can't push the north and the north of that magnet. That's true. All right? But no problem taking those two, those two north. Just boom, what's the problem? No, no problem at all. Why? Because you're more powerful. Okay. Atzmus is more powerful than Orin Kli, and so it can push them together to, to dance together in this interesting dance called the Hislav Shus of Orin to Kalim, the clothing of Orin Kalim. That's Kaychatsus. As it says in, in Tanya, Dibra Maschal Ivrichayui, the twentieth chapter of Igris Kaidish, right? The the fourth part of Tanya. Iyuvichayui, he and his vitality, his life force, Asher Mahuseva Atzmuse, that his being and his essence. Now, what do we say about God's being? Something really fascinating. That his existence is by virtue of himself. He has no previous cause. There's only one level of reality about which we can say, it exists by virtue of itself. And that's the essence of God. We can say that. Or, or does not exist by virtue of itself. Or exists by virtue of the fact that there's a ma'or. There's a source of light. What's that ma'or called? Atzmus. Right, that's why we call that level of God or. Why? Well, because physical light. What's physical light all about? It's all about revealing its source. What's or all about? Revealing its source. That's what or is. I mean, godly or. That's, the, that's why we use the mushal for or to describe elokus. A certain level of elokus. That level of elokus that's all about being dovuk or connected to its source. It's like physical light. And that's why physical light is the way it is, so you and I can have some understanding of Elokuz. Okay, fine. Physical light doesn't have to be that way. The Abish could create physical light so that you could shine a light on a page, close the book, and then open the book a block away somewhere dark, and the light would be on the page. Why can't God do that? Fine. He just didn't. Why not? So he wanted you and I to understand how his light works. That it must be connected to its source. It's all about connection to source. That's what light is. Light has a source. Atmos doesn't exist by virtue of anything else's existence. It exists by virtue of itself. That's called mitziyuse me'atzmuse. And that's a very important idea that we have to understand or else we won't understand what the Rebbe is saying about this world. Hu levadai, he alone, the has the 
power and the ability to take one thing and turn it into something else completely different. To take a reality that you and I call ayin and to transform it into a reality that you and I call yesh. Ayin, what's ayin? Malchus of Atzilus. Malchus of Atzilus, as we talked about, we learned about the four worlds in the first chapter. Malchus of Atzilus, the lowest level of Atzilus, the tenth sphere of Atzilus. Malchus in every world is the repository of all of the light in that world and the source of the next state of reality. Malchus is the hinge between one state of reality and another state of reality. Now, mitzadachad, it's even more than a hinge. I mean, atzilus bechlal is a hinge between godliness and creation. Right? So is atzilus a world or is atzilus God? Well, okay, what's the hinge? The house or the door? Both. Right? Okay, so atzilus is a world. On the other hand, it's elokus. That's what the Rebbe taught us. We saw it in the Fidic Rebbe. We just learned it two days ago. Okay. Malchus of Atzilus is the hinge. On one hand, it's part of Eilam Atzilus. It's Elokus. On the other hand, it's Atik Debriya. It's the source of all of the light in Eilam Abriya. Created reality. That's Malchus of Atzilus. So Mitzadachad, Malchus of Atzilus is Ayin. It's Atzilus. But it's the state in Atzilus that gives birth to... But that's what's so bizarre. It gives birth to something completely different than itself. It doesn't give birth to more ayin. Right? If a lama gives birth, it gives birth to a lama. Right? That's what lamas give birth to. Dogs give birth to dogs. Malchus of Atzilis, which is ayin, gives birth to yesh, which is something completely different. That is something we can't understand. That's Bekeich Atzmus. Something, meaning you and I describe reality generally in terms of, in two different ways. Cause and effect, which is something that we understand. Why? Because when you see the effect, you immediately understand what its cause is. Because cause and, the cause and effect exist in the same reality. And something else, completely different, called Yeshmiayim. It's not cause and effect. Now, you and I don't experience that in most instances in the world. We experience cause and effect in the physical world. But ultimately, the existence of, 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 these physical, of, of this physical world and the worlds above is a, a reality called yesh miayin, something from something that it's not. Completely impossible to imagine. Though we did see a mushal for it in Vyadaita. Who remembers the mushal for it in Vyadaita, page Memtes? Yes. Hmm? The earth, how the earth is planted. Beautiful. Planting a seed in the earth. Beautiful. Well said. Was the earth grow? Doesn't grow earth. Earth grows apple trees. Now, it's true. You put a seed of the apple tree, but it doesn't grow seeds either. You put a seed of the apple tree in the earth. The earth has a kayach called kayach at semeach that transforms the apple seed and the energy of the earth, transforms the dirt, all the energy in the dirt, into something that's neither a seed nor dirt. It's called a tree. Now, you, we understand that, of course, the DNA of the tree is the same as the DNA of the seed. 
Okay, but that seed put on a sidewalk doesn't grow a tree. Only if it's mixed with the earth, which has this power called Kayach HaTzemeach. And that Kayach HaTzemeach is very, very interesting. The ability to grow in the earth is not to grow more earth. It doesn't grow more earth. Grow something else. Daffodils, tulips, apple trees, sycamores, gum trees that, that who sits in the gum tree? That bird in Australia. Oh, the kookaburra. Kookaburra, right. The kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. And he laughs. He really does. Right next to our daughter's house in, in Australia, there's a kook. I don't know whether there's a gum tree, but there's a kookaburra who you wake up to every morning. It's mama's the coolest thing. He's really a cool-looking bird also. And, and he mama sits in the tree. He laughs. It's like astounding. Like the song is right. Yeah, we all heard the song as kids, but who know whether there was who knew whether there was really such a thing called the kookaburra? Sure enough, down there in Australia, where they got all these weird things that no one else has. I think even South Africa is, is relatively normal to, relative to the rest of the world in terms of vegetation, and Australia is completely and totally different. It's like a whole new planet. And there's all these creatures that no one else has. So, kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. So what grows out of the ground? A gum tree, not ground. So that's a mushel for yesh miyayim. Not complete, but a mushel. Okay. What's, what is it that ultimately allows that to happen? Atzus. Yesh mi, that there should be a creation of yesh from me, and where does that yesh come from? Ayin ve'efes hamuchlat, mamish. The absolute state of nothingness that came before it. Now, what does that mean, nothingness? It, not created. Right? It's not that the tzilus is nothingness. Tzilus is actually closer to essential existence than Elam Abriya. So, okay. But it's not creation. It's not created. Hainu. She's havus that ultimately the bringing into being of all reality, of created reality, created reality, is not from the revealed state of reality, from the revelations. What would be a synonym for giluyim, for revelations? Hmm? Eres, light. Kiim, miatsmos. Ultimately, it's all atzmos. V'im kein, if so, e'ef shar leimer, it's impossible to say, shetachlis yishavus, the ultimate purpose of the bringing into being of all of the worlds, who bishvile elemas elyeinim, is for the upper worlds, shahare gam elematzilus, even elematzilus, who, literally also elematzilus, who gilui elem, is the revelation of that which was hidden above, as we said in, in the first chapter in, in Basilagani, we explained that the, the, the Frida Grabi said that, meaning those states of godly reality that exist in a state of helam in the infinite light, because infinity does not allow for differentiated revelation. You don't see the different parts, so to speak, of that infinite reality. What, ha- what happens in Elam Atzilos? That light is clothed in vessels and there's a revelation of all that which we heretofore hidden. The ten different powers of Elokus called ten spheres. 
It's not that they don't exist in infinity. They do. They're just not revealed. Why? Well, nothing's revealed in infinity other than one absolute state of infinite unity. Okay? Do you want differentiation? Light's not the place to be. Go into the world of Caitlin. You want to differentiate light? Shine it through a prism and you'll see all the different colors. Look at the light itself. You'll just see the state of absolute one sort of, you know, amorphous non-ness like like what's there exactly looks white but I mean that's not really true Vim came if so even at Silas so you read them you're upon the this is a descent from the state of beyond infinite of Atmos so that can't be now the question has become even more powerful. Wait a minute. And this world isn't? Well, let's see. When the lights of Atsilus were in their state of concealment, meaning before those lights came from a place called Arich, which comes from a place called Atik, that before those, those levels gave birth to Elam Atsilus, so that level of that those those powers that are revealed in Atzilus, they were in a state of concealment. They weren't revealed. <coughs> and when they were in that state of concealment, they were in a higher level, and they came down, so to speak, into Atzilus. Furthermore, Shekev and Shazel Rak Giluyim. Since this is only revealed reality, it's not essential reality, it's only revealed reality. It's impossible to say that essential reality is for the sake of revealed reality. Atzmus is Atzmus. It doesn't exist in order to express itself in revelation. It just is what it is. Does it express itself in a revealed state? Yes. Why? Because it decided to. Why? I don't know. Well, we do know. Because I wanted a dear Pitakhtani, but let's not go there. But it, 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 there's this state called infinite light. But don't get hung up in the infinite light. Because that's not what the Abish is really all about. The Abish is really all about essential existence. Absolute being. Not revealed being. Revealed being feels better. That's why there's a lot, especially here in Eretz Israel, but I mean, Bechlal in the world. People like revelation. I say here in Eretz Israel because, you know, there's a lot of spiritual revelation here so people can get into it. And, you know, I don't know what they're called today when people talk about it, but when we used to talk about it, we used to call them ore junkies. They're, they're, They're addicted to ore. They're addicted to spiritual upliftedness. Okay, now yeah, not, there's a lot, there's probably a lot of that in Nachlodi. It used to be in the Kaisal. That's if you wanted to see it, you had to go to the Kota. Right? Is that bad? It's not bad. Is that what it's all about? No. There's a lot of things worse than that, right? I mean, I do a person looking for some spiritual upliftment, well done. But they're selling themselves short because they're just looking for some sort of hit. They used to get it on drugs. Now they're trying to get it on Shmonesra. Right? 
That's not what it's about. Does, is Shmanesa more real than drugs? Sure is. Can a person experience spiritual upliftness? Beautiful thing. Amazing. Incredible. Why, why would anybody not think that that's a nice thing? But is that the ultimate purpose of, of why we're here? No. Because ultimately that's still, to a certain degree, that's still me. There is a level of spiritual upliftness where I get completely out of myself, but you know, most of the people that we run into are not there. Right. And interesting enough, those people who are completely out of themselves, they don't look that way. Most of them. Right. They look very grounded. Most of the tzaddikim that we hear about look very grounded. They're not sitting there with them. Although, there were, there were I mean, the Rev. Levi, it's a good you know, evidently, you know, would go into states of rapture. The, the Alter Rebbe would go into states of rapture, right? He would roll on the ground and, and you know, say, I don't, I don't want you, I don't want, I don't want your Gan Eden, I don't want, I don't want any Elam Haba, what do I want? You alone, in other words, what's he saying? I don't want states of incredible godly revelation, I just want Edson. Now, etzim has its disadvantages. You don't see it. Or if you are actually privy to it, so you actually see it, and it's supposed to be quite an amazing experience, right? We've talked about it. Unbelievable pleasure. Incredible. But interesting enough, the Rebbe is now explaining to us that that world is not what it's about. Because as great as that pleasure is, it's a descent from a level above it. Evidently, this world is the world where there's no descent. Why not? Well, let's find out. The Rebbe is about to tell us. And it's quite astounding. Can't say Atzimus is about giluyim, about revealed states of reality, because that's a descent. Ela shatachlis hu elam hazatachten. The ultimate purpose is this lower world. Why? It's true. If it's not about giluyim, so this is the place you want to be. Because there's certainly not a lot of giluyim down here. But I mean, w- w- that's, isn't that because it's worse? Not that it's better? That's how most people relate to it. So why all of a sudden did it get so much better, so to speak? Oh, okay. So the Rebbe's about to explain. As the Mittler Rebbe explains. Now, just one point that you might have noticed. We began this paragraph with the Alter Rebbe. We're now quoting the Mittler Rebbe. If you look at the beginning of the paragraph in Ois Hey, which is at the bottom of your page, which we're not going to learn together, but you'll notice who's there. The next Rebbe. What's going on in this Mimer? Three times in the Rebbe's first Mimer, the Rebbe goes through all of the Rebbeim. He explains an idea based first on the Alter Rebbe, then the Mittler Rebbe, then the Tzermach then the Rebbe Marash, then the Rebbe Rashab. Now, he's explaining a mimer of the Friedrich Rebbe, right? So he doesn't have to mention the Friedrich Rebbe. Everything he's talking about is the Friedrich Rebbe. Right? Goes through all of the Rebbeim three times. Twice in terms of ideas, and once he tells a story of the Avis Israel of all of the Rebbeim. The end of the mimer. Clearly showing that this is just a continuation of everything that's happened. What's the Rebbe? The Rebbe is Malchus. Shvi, seventh. Which is one of the things the Rebbe talks about in, the first, in this mimer, the first mimer. If you remember, we saw in the, in the previous Rebbe's Mimer, Rebbe says, until we got to Mesha, it was the seventh generation, we call Shvi and Chavivin. You put it in, in parentheses, and all sevenths are dear. The Rebbe spends half a page explaining that idea that all sevenths are dear. And our generation is the seventh generation. But what makes the seventh generation special, it's not that 
everything that's dear is the seventh, the Rebbe says. No, no, no. All sevenths are dear. By virtue of the fact that it's the seventh to the first, it's dear. Not Mitzat itself, Mitzat its connection to where it came from. So, Meshu Rabbeinu comes from Avim Avinu. We come from the Alter Rebbe. Our generation. And what makes our generation unique? Our generation is the generation that's going to see Mashiach. Based on the work of all of the previous generations, and what are we? We're Malchus. We're the seventh, we're the seventh level. So the Rebbe is going through all of the Rebbeim. Now going through the Mittler Rebbe. The Mittler Rebbe is now the next step. This is the second time. The first thing the Rebbe explains based on all the Rebbeim is the notion of Iker Shechina. Iker Shechina B'tachtenim. So what is Iker Shechina? The Rebbe explains it. I'll be the Alter Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, the Rebbe Marash, the Rebbe Shah. So now the Rebbe is explaining this notion of this world being the ultimate purpose. The Parsha Zu, meaning on a, in a drosha on Parsha's Beshalach. Regarding the difference between the upper worlds and this world. There's something very astounding about this world. The Ba'ilam Hazer, Nirgash, a person feels, Shemitsiyusimatsmusay. That his existence is by virtue of himself. Now, that's not true. We do not exist by virtue of ourselves. But since the light is so powerfully concealed in this world, we experience existence by virtue of self. When you get up in the morning, what are you aware of? The godly energy surging into you, giving you life? No. Is that what's happening? Yes. Are you aware of that? No. When an angel gets up in the morning, so to speak, I don't know whether angels go to sleep, but Nagid, they get up in the morning, right? Rain is angels doing nagel basu. That's what, right? But they're not tummy, so you can, it's good. Right? Uh, so, so, there must be a lot of angels above England, huh? As I see. <laughs> so that's why LA gets no rain. It's lost angels. There's no angels up there. So it's, 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 they're always in a drug. So the, 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 the angel, when he wakes up, so to speak, what's he aware of? The godly energy vitalizing him. That's what he's aware of. That's, that's really his experience. Right? You and I can be aware of that conceptually. Right? I mean, we're talking, that's what we're talking about right now. But it, we don't experience that like we experience the taste of a, a cup of coffee or, or, or you know, physical reality. We, we experience physical reality very powerfully. Right? I mean, we, don't have to, we know that. We don't talk about that pretty real. Right. Godly reality, we can have a very powerful conceptual appreciation of it. But it's not that we experience it like we experience Gashmi's, or even more powerfully experience self. Right? Because our experience of Gashmi's is just a very powerful experience of self. Right? Oh, that feels good. To who? Me. Right? Oh, wow, that's a nice sensation. A, a, a cold drink when you're really, really hot and thirsty. You can feel it, like it's, it goes down. It's like it's spreading out in your whole body. It's like, wow. This is real. What are you feeling? Yourself. Okay, that's what we feel. It's what we experience. We, and, we, and when we relate to our own existence, we don't relate to our existence in terms of the experience of some godly energy coming into me and giving me experience. Of, of existence. I, 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 I just 
experience myself. I just am, right? I've got sort of this battery that keeps me going. That's how we experience. Oh. Elamazin, Nirgash, what's felt? Shimitsiusim Yatsmusay. Well, Parenthetical statement. Right, which we'll go through quickly. So I want to finish. We're going to finish this today, Bez As is explained in the in the Hemshech of Rosh Hashanah this year. The difference between a created thing and Ur. The Ur, who Raya Lamor. Ur is all about proving the existence of the Moor, the source of life. We've talked about this many, many times. The Kisha'anu, that when we, Rayim Ur, we see light, what are we immediately aware of? A source of light. That's the nature of physical light. Ha'or Atzmei Madur Megalashyeshmar. The Ur itself shows and reveals that there is a source of light. That's what light is. And if you're in a place where there theoretically shouldn't be light, and there is, you will immediately ask yourself, where's that coming from? Right? That's the nature of light. That's not the case of created being. Not only not only does he not reveal the Buddha, the, his source, as a matter of fact, he conceals and hides the existence of the Buddha. Because what the created reality, the created reality you and I experience, the created reality you and I experience is positing its own existence. I'm here. This cup, what's here? The cup. The cup is here. Nothing else. Nothing else can view that space. Vadaraba, au contraire. Nirgash, what is felt by physical reality? Shemitsiusimatsmuse. That it exists by virtue of itself. Just is. Why is this cup here? It is. I mean, I understand the cup wasn't always a cup. It was once a tree. Okay, beside it. But now that it's been turned into a cup, where does it get its, its existence? It just has it. Nature. Mother nature. Mother nature. Father time. Pagan ideas that people talk about on television as if they're normal people. Oh, Mother Nature is really rearing her head today. There's going to be quite a storm. Oh, Mother Nature, go back to your cave, you pagan. Mother Nature. Pagan idea. It's just so bizarre. They just say it like that. Go rub two sticks together and make some fire. (laughs) Mother Nature. Okay. But what, 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 is, what is Mother Nature make you experience? That you just are. That you have some essential existence. That's what this cup posits. What, what you, this cup just is. Where does it get its existence? It just from itself. It has some ability to be. Right? Now, you and I know that it's really just an expression of godly existence. Okay, well, that, but that takes some... Learning and, and understanding and, and trying to figure out, well, 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 God's a cup? No, God isn't a cup. Well, but, but, but then what do you mean that the cup is just an expression of God? Well, that's what you learn to to understand. But it doesn't look that way. It sure looks like it just is. Holds the coffee pretty well. Ella, Shemitzah, the Seichel Mukhrik Seichel obviously understands that everything we experience has a source in something else and we do know 
that this cup really didn't come into existence poof as a cup, that this cup came into existence because it used to be a tree and the tree was taken to some plant where some of the tree was turned into this and some of the tree was turned into that and some of the tree was turned into paper and cardboard and all that stuff. Okay. We know that. Okay. Now some people just stop thinking once they get to the tree. So what, the tree doesn't have a source? Of course the tree has a source, just like everything else has a source in something else. We, everything we experience came from something else. Okay, so then why didn't the tree come from somewhere? Oh, the tree came from the seed. Where'd the seed come from? Another tree. No, at some point, that person is challenged to understand where did all that come from. That's where most people stop. Now, it, some will say God. Whatever that means, I have no clue what that means, but okay, it's, it, it's a good, it's, a right, it's the right answer. They just don't necessarily develop a very sophisticated understanding of what that means. Okay, fine. And some people say, I don't know. I don't know. Leave me alone. I don't want to think about it. It's just uncomfortable and inconvenient to have to think about it. Because if I really think about it, and I come to certain conclusions that are very reasonable conclusions, not provable, but reasonable, I might actually have to take stock of what I do with my time. Then, you know what it's all about. And it's going to be a lot less about me. That's very annoying. So I'd rather just ignore that and it'll be about me and I'm fine. Just leave me alone. It's a convenient place to be. Not necessarily a place of tremendous simcha, evidently, but convenient. Now, before the brackets. So let's read the words right before the parentheses and, and, and start from, from here. What did we say? We said that we're five lines up, right? In one feels that his existence is by virtue of himself. And even though that this is only his feeling, in other words, not true, it doesn't truly exist by virtue of itself, but that is our experience. Now the Rebbe says an amazing thing. And what are we trying to understand? Why this world is not a Yerida. It's not a descent from Atzmus. All of the other worlds are a descent from Atzmus. This is the one world where, guess what? You're Margish Atzmus. You are the Atzmus. Is, Atzmus is revealed in this world. Because what's Atzmus? Existence by virtue of itself. What do you experience in this world? Existence by virtue of itself. Wow. Ah, yours is false. True. But what level of godliness could possibly give you that experience? What could be the source of your being such that you could experience existence by virtue of self? Can or give you such an experience? And if, if not, why not? And if so, so please explain. Could godly light give you the experience that you exist by virtue of yourself? Could it be the source of that experience? No. Why not? Because it's just a reflection of just oh. a emanation. Okay. So, I'll, I'll be annoying. So. But if you're separate from you. I know what that means. What do you mean? 
can only it can only be that it can only make you feel like you're just uh, Oh beautiful. It can only give me what it has. What does it not have? existence by virtue of itself. That's not part of its reality. So how can it possibly give me an experience of something that it isn't? It can only give me what it is. So what is it? Something that is absolutely, completely, and totally all about its source. That's very powerful. That's real. That's true. But that's what light could give me. It, it couldn't I mean, again, the Abishu could make light do anything it wants, but I mean, in terms of the way light works, right, it couldn't give me an existence of, exi- of uh, uh, an experience of existence by virtue of myself, because it doesn't have it. <laughs> How can it give me something it doesn't have? What level of reality exists by virtue of itself such that it could give you and I that experience? Atzimus. The essence of God. That's the only level that such a reality exists, truly. Therefore, when you wake up in the morning, and before anything happens, any pu'ula, this is an amazing sikh of the Reverend, Parshish told us, Tavshin Nun Beis. The Rabbi talks about the level beyond Maida'ani. What's Maida'ani? Maida'ani is your awareness of your existence that's so powerful that no tuma can touch that place, so you can say meida'ani, even though your hands are completely tome and you can't make a bracha, and you can't touch your eyes, or your ears, or your mouth with those hands, don't touch anything with those hands, because they're just icky, got all sorts of metaphysical ick all over them, don't touch anything with those hands, but you can say meida'ani, because the meida'ani of a Jew is higher than the tuma that's on your hands, okay, the Rebbe in that sikha told this Tav Shindan Beis talks about a level even beyond that. What's that? Before Maidani, that first moment of consciousness, which unfortunately most of us don't experience very powerfully because we hear, a, we hear an alarm clock these days. But when you wake up without an alarm clock, right? that first macrosecond of experience, what's the only thing you experience? Yourself. You're not aware of anything outside of yourself. You're not aware of any, of any action you have to do, any words you have to say, nothing. The first pu'ula that you do, the first action you do, maidani, which is a place beyond tuma, a place in a yid that, can't, that tuma can't, can't, can't affect. Unbelievably powerful expression of who you are. The Rebbe says there's one thing beyond maidani, that moment of consciousness before Maidani where all you're conscious of is existence. Essential existence. I am. Wow. And what's that? He says that's Gilu Yatsimus. Existence by virtue of self. Now, the first thing you do is what? I don't just by virtue of myself. First thing I do is annul that experience by saying it's not true, that I really do come from you. But I'm annulling something that's real, at least in terms of our experience. And what is that? That we experience our own existence as existence by virtue of ourselves. We're just this self-generated being. 
the first thing we do is say that's not true. Why do I have to say that? Because that's what I experience. What is that experience? Atsus. Once we hop godliness in this world, what's the godliness that's revealed in this world? Not or. Atsus. That's why this world is not a yurida. It's not a descent. When the Yevishter wanted a dear betachtenim, I want to be revealed in the Tachtonim. Who's the I who said that? What level of God said, I want a dear betachtonim? Who said that? Atzmus. Because what wasn't in existence before that statement? Or. There was no or. There was no kalim. None of that was in existence. All there was was Atzmus, the Abishta himself. What does that look like? Haven't got a clue. It was just the Abishta. All of a sudden, up there in Atzmus, the Abishta says, hmm. A dear betachtonim would be a kick. An explosion of infinite godly light. Far too powerful to be the source of a finite world. <coughs> that light is absorbed back in its source, leaving what's called a reshima, some sort of residue. Into that residue is baikeya, what's called a kav source of light and you end up with a slug leaving slime on a sidewalk at the end of it all <laughs> takes a while to get there so to speak 22 different levels of downward emanation the last three worlds are the word are the letter tough the last of those 22 levels Bria Yitzira Sia is all just the 22nd level of it all Corresponding to the Aleph base, obviously. Okay. Wow. So Atzmus says, I want to be revealed in the Tachtanim. Well, he is. Because guess what you and I experience? Existence by virtue of ourself. Aye, it's not true. Well, but we truly experience it. Right? The experience is not a true experience. It's, it's false. We don't exist by virtue of ourselves. But the Abishter gave you and I that experience in order for you and I to have an inkling of understanding as to what Atmos is. So that when we chaperine and we realize that, wait a minute, we don't exist by virtue of ourselves. We come from the Abishter. What level of Abishter do we reveal down here? Atmos. Because that's what we experience, existence by virtue of self. And that can only come from Atzmus. That can only come from the essence of God. And that's why this world is not a descent. That's why this world, you want to connect to the Abishter? Hang out here. Do a mitzvah. Do a mitzvah down here and you're connecting to Atzmus. You want or? Jump off a bridge and go to Elam Abba. Don't jump off the bridge. You won't go to Elam Abba. But right? I mean, it's like, you know, do your time here and, you know, get all depressed and, you know, get into the darkness of the world and, oh, you know, just, oh, I'm, you know, just a, 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 a slave of God and do your service and, you know, do it with a lot of depression and a lot of, oh, this is so heavy and blah, 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 but I have to do it because this is what God wants. But in the end, I'm going to get my salvation. I'm going to get my Elam Haba and yay, and I'll get my or. Great. Terrific. And the rest of us will be down here with Mashiach and God will leave you, not you, He'll leave that guy up there in Elam Abba. He can hang out with the ore while we're down here with Atzmus. Because the guy just wanted his eyes or He just wanted some revelation. What couldn't he hop that? It's all down here. It's all down here. Okay, let's finish the paragraph. 
Mikomakam hine zegufa, the very fact sheyia nidme that it appears al kolpanim. Shemitziusim asmiatzmusay. That's what we experience. It's not true, but that's what it appears. Zeo mipnei sheshur shemiatzmus. That's because our source is miatzmus. Shemitziusim asmiatzmusay, and that's revealed in us. That source is revealed in us. Some things reveal light. We reveal atzmus. <laughs> the Rebbe's been Rebbe for about 12 minutes. Right. How long did it take the Rebbe to say the previous few pages? Right. The Hasidim knew this was going to be samurai. Nimsamuva, and therefore it's understood, Shekavana Babrio, the intention of the creation, Vishtaushalus, and all of the downward emanations, Aina Bishvilelemasel Yenim, it's not for the upper worlds, Shinyonim Giluyim, that they're all about Gilui. You want Gilui? You want light, revelation? <coughs> Lubavitch is not the place to hang up. Because Lubavitch Rebbe doesn't want you to be into that. What does he want you to be into? God. Atsus. That might not feel as good, but that's what it's about. That means you might have to go some godforsaken place and, and open up a Chabad house and, and, and feed people all day and get them to understand something about Yiddishkeit. Would it be nicer to sit in Crown Heights or in Yerushalayim or in Bnei Brak or somewhere holy and just, you know, go to work and come back and have a nice shear and learn Torah and send your kids to a, to a school where there's actually God-fearing people teaching them and blah, blah, blah. Would that be nicer? Of course that would be nicer. But is that necessarily the way to connect to Atzimus? No. So you do whatever you have to do to connect to Atzimus. Kima kavani the intention is this world, being in this world and revealing God in this world, not being in the world that people created. People always blame the Rebbe for their taivas in Elam Hazar. Yeah, but the Rebbe wants us to be part of the world. The Rebbe doesn't want us to be part of the world that people created. The Rebbe wants us to be part of the world that God created. All those taivas, that's just stuff people made up. <laughs> Meaning, you know, the way we fulfill those taivas. Right on the on the smartphone and the discotheque and whatever. That's not the world that God created. God created a world. What is it? Whatever it is. So get into that world. Do you have to be part of the world that that, that the non-Jewish world created? No. Never be part of that. Might you have to be part of that to the extent that you're living in a country where they run the show and you have to be part of that in order to get make a living? Okay, beside it. So you're part of it to make a living. Right. But I, I mean, you're part of that world. That's the world you see yourself. No. You're in God's world, which is an amazing place. Humans have put all sorts of schmutz in God's world. That's true, right? But we don't have to be part of that stuff. Right? The Abishta made an incredible world that if you look at it right, it's a gun. It's a garden of godly revelation. Basi Lagani. Atzmus. Incredible. Shanid Malay. It appears, the world appears to be not a place of revelation, but a place of essential existence. It is a place of revelation, ultimately, right? Isn't that what we talk talking about? The light emanates down and clothed in the kalim. It is Oris and kalim. That's what the world is. But since the light is concealed, what do we experience? We don't experience the light. We experience dark. What's dark? Etzim. Essential being. I am. No, you're not. 
But the very fact that you can experience that I am so powerfully shows what you really are. That is existence by virtue of itself. Oh boy, but is that dangerous. Right? Boy, did the Abishter roll the dice on this one. Because since that's what human beings experience, boy, oh boy, can we make a mess. Because we really do experience that, right? That, that's real, that God gave us that. Malachim don't make a mess. Right? We make the mess. Because we can really believe the experience. As opposed to realizing, wait a minute, this is an experience to help me appreciate what my true source in Elokus is. That it's not or, it's Atzmus. That's a completely different equation. But I can lose that and get just into the experience. I am. And then I can make a big mess. <coughs> What's the only mess the Malachim make? Psalus, the refuse of Malachim. You and I have refuse. We have rooms where we put it. We eat food and we make refuse. Okay. Malachim also have refuse. What's their refuse? Comes down into Gashmir's physical reality. When Ravitcha Masmid came to New York, first time, came to America from Europe in the 30s. He went back, unfortunately he was killed by the Nazis with Yamach Shema. Ravitcha, very holy Jew, he was traveling around New York. What did he say? He was like, oh, he was like blown away by New York. Right? The Empire State Building was like, you know, 1934, right? There was big stuff there already. Right? And if it wasn't built, it was being built. I don't remember exactly when he was there. What was his response to, to Manhattan? The the angels had good gekakt, though. The angels made a lot of khaki here. <laughs> khaki is, you know, what little kids put in the diaper. The angels had good, had good gekakt, though. They like, wow, this is serious. This is a full diaper. <laughs> that was his response to Manhattan. Through the service in that world, through subduing, overcoming that feeling of separateness and independence, and ultimately transforming it so that I understand that that is really just a gilui atzmus, nizgala atzmus. What do we reveal in Eilam Not or. Atzmus. Gilui atzmus. That's what Mashiach is. Bishvilei, and for that purpose, and for that purpose, there was the, the, the creation and the downward emanation of all of the worlds. Not for or. Etzim. How is this world etzim? Learn this ois 30 times, and it'll be part of your conscious reality, and you'll probably relate to Elamaza differently for the rest of your life. Learn it once, you'll forget about it, and you won't be able to explain it to yourself or anybody else. If you review it 20, 30 times, you'll get it. And it's chaval not to get it, because what a, what a, 